Okay, Boker Tov. <clears throat> Today's daf is daf Lamed Tes in Yuma. We learn number one for <clears throat> Elias Neshama, for Rav Baruch Tzvi, Ben Harav, Ephraim, Zalman, Halevi, Eisenberg, whose uh, first yard site is today. We also learn for Fur Shlema, for the young man, Yosef Azriel, Ben Chaya Michal, who was from uh, Ramat Bet Shemesh, who was injured in the Miron tragedy. <clears throat> All right, from the, from the uh, new parak, uh, we begin now the fourth parak, and, and we continue with the seder of the of the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur. Torah Pakalpi, uh, we got off a little bit of a tangent about the good things and the bad things that were done by the various people who contributed to the Avod and the Beis Migdash. We get back to the Kohen Gadol now with the two Seirim, with the two goats that he's got. Torah Pakalpi, so he shook the... Uh, the box, the urn that had the two lots in there, the and he lifted up two goros, the two lots. Echad Hashem, one had Hashem's name on it, as we had before. These two lots that we mentioned before, that they were made out of uh, uh, boxwood or whatever it was, or cypress. Uh, it was uh, it was made from that, the, the lots, and he picked them up one in each hand. He picked up one in his right hand, one in his left hand. And we'll see why he shook it up to make sure that he didn't intentionally try to manipulate to get the Lashem, the the, um, the lot that had Hashem's name on it, to pick that up in his right hand because that was a Simon Bracha. And so you were inclined to try to get that in your right hand. But we, you know, we wanted it to do it fairly and not know. In other words, it should be an honest lottery. So when he did this, Haskan um, as we mentioned before, the Skan coin Gadol was on his right side, Rosh Beisav Bismolo, and the head of the shift, the family, uh, the coin family whose shift was that day, was on his left side. Imshel Shem Olabiyamino, if if the uh, the lot the lot that had Hashem's name on it came up in his right hand, which was a good simon, Haskan Omel, the Skan said to him, Skan was on his right side, said, Ishi coin Gadol, sir, coin Gadol, lift your right hand. In other words, lift your right hand to show that that the Shem's name came up on the right side, and then he's going to put the uh, that lottery, that lot he will put on the Sa'ir on his right side, and that will be the one that was that will be uh, slaughtered and uh, and offered in the base of Migdash. The shall uh, shall shame Allah if <clears throat> when Hashem's name came up on his left side, the side that the Rosh Beisav was, Rosh Beisav Omelo, he would tell him, the Rosh Beisav on his left side would say, Ishi lift up your left hand. It wasn't such a good uh, Simon Yaffa, it wasn't as good a Simon Yaffa as if it was on his right hand, but the one that came up that had Hashem's name on it, that's the one that he'd lift up his hand and he would put that on that animal. And then they put the two lots, the coin Gadol put the two lots on the two serum again. The one that came up in his right hand went on the right, uh, the right side, the one that came up in his left hand went on the left hand, Omer, and he said, La Shem Chatos. Again, he said, Hashem, he said Hashem's name, as we'll see, we talked to the Shem of Forish, and he said, La Shem Chatos. That's what he said when he, when he put the one Lashem on whichever one it was, the right side or the left side. He didn't have to say the word Chatos, just had to say the Shem Forish. And when the Kohen heard that, Shem Forish, as we said before in the base Migdash, they didn't say Amen, but rather, that's what he answered to Hashem's name in the base of Migdash. Okay, Lomali Tarpa copy. Why do you have to shake it? There were two lots in there. Why do you have to shake it? So you shouldn't intentionally try to manipulate, try to manipulate to get the one that had Hashem's name on it in his right hand, which would be a good simon. You're not allowed to do that. Omarava. 
Kalpi shall eitzaisa. The kalpi, this urn, was made out of wood. V'shal cholaisa wasn't sanctified like other clay shars in the base of mikdash. V'emas like sel shteidam. It only held uh, only enough to put your two hands in. It wasn't bigger than that. Maskel ravina bishlam emas like sel shteidam. I understand why it was only why it wasn't that big. It was only enough to put his two hands in there because he had to put he put his two hands in to each each hand drew one lot. I understand that. He shouldn't, again, intentionally manipulate and try to get the one of Hashem's name. Maybe he could feel the letters or something and try to get it in his right hand. So he said it was very, was small, it was a small urn, only big enough just to put his two hands in, and he put one, and he took one lot in each hand. Why did it have to be made? Why was it unsanctified? Why can't you be maktashed like other Caleb in the basement? Because if that would be the case, you would turn out having a service vessel made out of wood, which would be improper. But klishar shall eats the eats law of dinam. We don't make a klishar shall eats. That's too cheap. As we say, you know, in a place of in a place of ashiras, ashiras, and you should only have ones made out of a precious metal like silver or gold. So not the kesem not itself. So make it out of silver or gold. The answer is Hashem didn't want us to waste our money or to spend money on something as simple as as an urn for holding the lots. Rashi brings down that this is learned out from when a uh, house had uh, leprosy. So the Kohen first commanded to take out all the clay cheres, all the earthenware vessels, because if they would become tummy, they'd have to be destroyed. There's no way to be matar them in the mikvah. And uh, so Hashem met Rachmanus on our kalim. So the Kohen says, if, so Rashi says, if Rabbi Shalom had uh, Rachmanus on our money from somebody, Imkan Chasamman and Shell, and the gear says, sorry, I know people who were cheap. That's why they lost everything. That's why the house became leprous, because they didn't want to lend out their items, etc. And they were, uh, they were stingy. So if Rachmanus had Rachmanus on them, certainly on the Torah, certainly would have Rachmanus. Here, the money of Tzadikim, meaning all B'nai Yisrael, who contribute to the uh, temple funds to buying all the Kalim. So that's why it wasn't uh, made out of uh, silver or gold, because you don't want to spend money on silver or gold just on a little urn. And it would be improper to have a wooden box be a cliche, so therefore it wasn't really sanctified. Masis Loki Aitana, our Mishnah, who says the order and the way we described it, with the coin, with the scan on the right side, and the Rosh Beis up on the left side, but the coin Guttel is the one who drew both lots with his right hand and his left hand, respectively. Masis Loki Aitan doesn't go like the Fang Tan Tan Rabbi Yudomer. Rabbi Yudomer Shem Belezer Haskan by Kohen Gadol Machdis and Yerba Kapi. They each put their right hand in. You want it to wind up on the right hand, but not necessarily that of the Kohen Gadol. The Skan and the Kohen Gadol each put their right hand into the urn. Imbi Mirshal Kohen Gadol Ola Ola. If it comes up in the right hand of the Kohen Gadol, which would be the nicest thing, the Kohen Gadol is the chief guy there, and it comes up in his right hand, which is a good simon. So Haskan Omel the Skan says Ishi Kohen Gadol Sir Kohen Gadol. Lift your right hand. That part fits in those words, fit in good with the Mishnah. But the second part, but, this, but the Mishra Buddha holds that the Skan also put his hand in there. And if it turned out that the Lashem, if the, if the lottery for Hashem, if the lot for Hashem turned out in the right hand of the Skan, then the Rosh base Av, the other guy on the left side, Omerlo <coughs> Lakoin. Gadol, he tells the coin Gadol, Daber Melacha, say your words. And I say Chatas Lashem or Lashem, say your words. Why doesn't the Skan say to him? What's the difference? Since it didn't come up in his hand. In other words, the coin Gadol already feels bad that he didn't 
You know, he didn't get the Lashem in his hand. It came up in the hands of the skan. And if the skan is the one now telling him what to do, makes it, it like, you know, it makes it burn even more. So Chol Shaddaita, he'll, he'll, he'll feel uh, discouraged that, you know, not only didn't he, didn't he get the, um, the, lottery, the correct lottery in his hand, but, uh, or the one Lashem, the more Chashem one in his hand, but it's also the, skan, the one who got it is the one who's instructing him what to say. So therefore, it's better if the Rosh Beisav tells the Kohen Gadol, tells the Kohen Gadol, uh, say your words. The point is that we have machlokas here between Rabbi Yehuda and the name of Rabbi and our Mishnah as to <coughs> exactly how were the lots drawn. Were they both by the Kohen Gadol, left hand and right hand? Or as Rabbi Yehuda says, both, both right hands, one of the Kohen Gadol, one of the Skan. Mike, what's the machlokas here? Marsaba, what's the machlokas here? Marsaba, you mean the Skan, out of the smell of the Kohen Gadol. We want to make sure that the one Lashem comes out in a right hand. Right hand is Choshev, right side is Choshev. We want to make sure the Lord comes out. So therefore, <clears throat> we can't take a chance that it'll wind up in the left hand of the coin Gadol. So we both put right, we put two right hands in, that of the coin and, and, that, and that of his next in command. Umar Sabar, whereas the town of Armishdol is Kiyadonin, and it doesn't make any difference. A left hand of the coin Gadol is the equivalent of the right hand of the Skan. Umanai town of the Polygra who is the one who argues with the Buda and says, and says, like in our Mishnah, where the skan doesn't actually take part in it. He might say, okay, Kohen Gadol, you know, lift your right hand, but he's not going to actually do an action. Who is that one? So it's Rabbi Hanina Skanakonim. <laughs> this is, is Rabbi Hanina himself, who was a skan coin. He's the one who argues and says, the time of Rabbi Hanina Omer, Loma skan mimino. Now, our gear says mimino, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna change it in a minute. Why is the skan on the right hand, on his right side of the coin gadol? Shemir of Upsul, the coin gadol, if there's Upsul in the coin gadol, nichnas skan umeshamishtachtav. The skan takes his place. Okay, so how do you see over here, how does this fit in that, uh, who's the one who argues with, uh, with Rabbi Yudah in the name of Blazer? It's Rabbi Chanin who says the coin, the skan doesn't really do anything. He's just there. He's about rising his right hand. In case something happens, he's standing there to take his place, but he doesn't really do anything. The Rashi brings down a different girsa that it's not Lamaskan Mino, but rather Lamaskan Mamuna. Why is he appointed Bechlau? He's only appointed for that. That's his lens. He's only appointed that if something happens to the Kohen Gadol, he'll take his place, but otherwise he has no Avoda. If there's no psul in the coin gadol, if there's no disqualification in the coin gadol, he doesn't do anything. Again, this may fit in with what we talked about in the first pack. Remember, Moshe, that maybe it's the skan who is the one who takes his place there during the seven days in case, you know, in case something goes wrong, he's prepared to uh, take his place. In any case, so that fits in the words a little bit better. Why is he appointed? He's only appointed, but he doesn't really do anything until, until something happens to the Kohen Gadol, that doesn't put anything, and therefore it fits in with our Mishnah that the, that the Skan doesn't really put his hand in. Rebut, and then Rebut says, oh, both of them put their right hand in because we want it to run up in the right hand. But Artana doesn't hold that. Artana holds no. The left hand of the Kohen Gadol is better than, the, or it's the equivalent of the right hand of the Skan, and the Skan has no function until something happens to the Kohen Gadol. He doesn't do anything other than words. Tadarobana. So we're talking about the, the you know we, the, the lottery and how it's a it's a simon yafas as Rashi says if it comes up in the right hand of the coin gadol, the forty years that Shimon Tzadik uh, served, what were those forty years? Uh, I, I'm I, not hundred percent sure, but I remember somewhere the Gemara says that I think he started serving one hundred and twenty years before the Chorban. The Chorban of the second bias was in thirty eight twenty eight on our calendar, and therefore. 
I think that we're talking about here is the 40 years that Shimon Atzadik served starting in 3708 till 3748. I believe that's correct. I don't have, I didn't see it exactly in writing that confirming that, but I believe that's the correct calculation. So talking about Abam Shimon Shimon Atzadik, the 40 years that Shimon Atzadik served. Today we have the kever of Shimon Atzadik and here in Yerushalayim and there's a whole Shunat Shimon Atzadik. So those years that he served, those 40 years, because of Shemat Sadiq was such a great person, even though his son eventually you know, built, a, built a, 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 an alternative base of Mikdash, apparently in, uh, in uh, Mitzrayim, but uh, he was, his, his, the Goral always came up in the right hand during his 40 years because of his chus. Afterwards, in other words, the 40 years afterwards, from 3748 until 3788, Sometimes it came up in the right hand after he served, uh, after, 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 after he finished serving, and as after he was gone, then sometimes it came up in the right hand, sometimes it came up in the left hand. Didn't always have a good simon. Similarly, Violation shows Rus Malbin. During his 40 years, the, uh, the, um, the, the, the crimson uh, tongue that they tied to the head of the uh, Sar Lazozel of the scapegoat. Uh, it was always red, and then as it as the animal went down, it turned white to show that Hashem uh, Hashem has uh, forgiven our sins, as it says in They'll turn white as snow. So when uh, that lashon shuv suhurus, that that crimson tongue always turned white during his time. After his time, sometimes it turned white, sometimes it didn't. It didn't always work well. The uh, the western lamp in the in the menorah and the base of Migdash, Machlokas we have elsewhere Menachos. What was the western one? Was it if the if it was from if the menorah was facing north and south, then it was the one in the middle t- turned towards the towards the west towards the western direction, and the other ones were all facing it. Or if it was the if the menorah was east and west, then it was the second one from the east, meaning it was the first one towards the west. In any case, that the Maravi, that was the main nair that they everything lit from there, and it always burned. Sometimes it it continued burning, and, and until they until the until they um, trimmed the, um, the, uh, the the lamps as we had before. They, they they dressed them with new wicks and new oil, etc. It burned constantly. It never it never went out. But after Shimon Sadik's time, sometimes it was extinguished. Every morning when they would put wood on the on the um, on the uh, top of the mezbech on the maroch on the wood pile, the fire stayed all day and get, it would burn strong every day. And they didn't have they didn't have to add uh, wood the entire day. Except for the two logs that you had to put morning and evening. So there was a mitzvah you had to do that. You had to do that even in the evening. So in in his time. They never had any extra wood to keep the fire burning on the marocha. After Shimon Tzadik's time, sometimes it worked, sometimes the fire burned strong, and sometimes it didn't. Throughout the day, they had to keep adding wood to keep the fire going. During his time, there was always a bracha in the grain that was used for the carbon omer, and these various carbonos, these were all kinds of menachos, and there was a bracha in them, whoever would eat, even a kazayas, it would satiate him, it would become full. Sometimes he was full just from the kazayas. And some say that sometimes he would eat it and he couldn't even finish it. He couldn't even eat the, um, 
He was he was satiated before he finished a kazayas. Whole shaila whether whether um, you need a kazayas of a carbon. In other words, normally in order to be uh, in order to be yotzei dechavoso like uh, like matzah on leila seder, or to be chayiv if you ate, let's say a kazayas of nevela, to be chayiv malchus. It's always it's usually the sheerest kazayas. There's exceptions for on uh, yom kippur There's exceptions, but the general rule is. Uh, eating is normally a kazayas. The question is, do you have to eat a kazayas of a carbon also here? Or even less than that is be- it, 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 it's because here it's not a question of being yotze something, but rather of consuming the carbon. It's a mitzvah to eat the carbon. So therefore, as long as it's eaten, doesn't if all the quantum are eating it, even if each gun got less than a kazayas, that's also okay, because it's not a shear in the individual eating. It's a shear that the carbon has to be eaten up. That's a shail among the mafarshim. Anyway, after Shimon HaSadik's time, there was a curse in the omen, in these three carbon and there was very little and it didn't satiate. The Kovashi emphasizes that the, the fact that the curse was that it didn't fill you. Koko and Magia Kapul, first of all, they didn't get that much. They only had like a small bean size. And they didn't mean that. Snuin, the people who were more modest, the people who were more cultured, Moshe Sudeim, they didn't even bother eating it because it wasn't going to fill them anyway. Uh, Rashi says here, it did, the, the curse was that it didn't fill them. They didn't bother taking them. They didn't bother eating it at all. It didn't fill them. And in the days of Shimon, even if you got a small size, less than a kazayas, uh, they didn't stop from eating it because it satiated more. That's what he says. By Gargaran, the uh, gluttons, the chazerim, not the bochlin. They would, they would get whatever they could. They, they didn't care, even if it didn't fill them. My there was a story once. He took somebody else's share also. Obviously, the other person was Machbid, Tosa says. He wasn't uh, happy about that. He didn't give it to him willingly. The guy took him for Yukarno, so, and they called him Ben Hansen Adyomos. Until he died, they called him the son of a, of a, of a robber, you know, a crook, because he, he, he took too much from, he took somebody else's share. Omar Abba Bar Rav Shila Micro, what he sees from the Apostle of Hansen is a person who steals so the Pesach says, Elokai, palteni miad rasha, save me, God, save me from the hands of the evildoer, mikaf, mikaf ma'avel b'chometz, from the hand of the sinner and the chometz. Here again, the chometz means the oppressor, <coughs> for the oppressor, the person who steals from other people. Rav HaMehocha, from this Pesach, Pesach says, limdu heite, right, beginning Yishai, we say on, uh, before um, Tishabav, limdu heite, learn to do good, dear shumishpat, seek justice, ishru chamotz, and try to strengthen the one who is oppressed. Uh, strengthen the oppressed, meaning oppress the one who uh, the one who is uh, stolen from. Rashi says, "Achliko anigzol." Strengthen the one who uh, who has been uh, who has had stuff stolen from him. The Gemara goes on: "Ishru chometz va'al tashu chometz." Right? Strengthen the one who's oppressed, and don't strengthen the oppressor. In other words, the one who apparently oppressed the other guy. Rashi says over here, this isn't the place to bring this point down. It's really Gemara and Sanhedrin that you listen to the Dovea. The one, is the, 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 the one who, is, uh, uh, who, is, who is claiming from somebody else, and as he claims that he's been hurt, he's the one who, um, who uh, goes first in, in, a, in a diyun. He's the one who says his opinion, his, who, who gives his case uh, first. He sets his case out first because of the lashon of Ishru Chamutz Val Tishru Chomets. The one who's been oppressed, let him go first in the uh, Diyun. Omar, Tan Rabban, Osishan Shemes Shimon Atzadik, the year that Shimon Atzadik died, famous Gemara, Omar Lahem, he told them, he knew, he predicted his death. Omar Lahem, Bishan Azuhumes, I'm going to die this year, that's what he told them. Omar Lo, they told him, how do you know? Omar Lahem, Chol Yom, every Yom Kippur, when he goes, Lefnai, Lefnim. 
There was a, an elder, like a Piritim, like an angel, right? Or the Shechina. And the man, like this elder person appeared to him, dressed in white and wrapped in white. He went with him into the Kachakachim, and he came out. That's what he said. Every year, I know that this guy, this, uh, this person, or this, uh, this Zakein, comes in with me and goes out with me, and he's dressed in white, like I am. And today, today he's wearing black, bad sign. He went in with me at Kasha Kachim, but he didn't come out with me. So he knew that he was going to Achara Regel after Yantuf was over, after Sukkot was over. Chala Shivas Yamim. Shimonat Tzadak Taka was sick for seven days. Umais. And his, his yard site Taka is kept there like on the Chavtes Tishrei. That's the yard site that they keep for Shimonat Tzadak. Venimnu Echavakwanim Elevarach B'Shem. Once that happened, they stopped blessing the people when they when the Kanem said Birkas Kanem when they duchen they didn't say the shame of Rosh Rashi says Shalohaya Kadai right he, what, they were they the people Shalohayu Kadai the people were no longer Kadai and Ra, and uh, Tosus and Sota says in other words once that happened once Shimon Atzadik passed away they were no longer Zocha they no longer merited that the Shechina should be revealed to them so at that point they stopped. Benching the people, they stopped Birkas Kahanim with the shame of Kodim Chorban, forty years before the Chorban, uh, forty years before the Chorban Abayas, So so here's what we get this idea that I put that I mentioned before. Shimon Atzadik started serving, I think, in 3708. He served for forty years, and his forty years, everything always went well, as we said on Aleph. Then the the forty years afterwards. From 3748 to 3788, we said sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't work, right? right? And, after, and then the 40 years immediately prior to the Chorban in the year, 30, in the year 3828 in the Chorban bias, so that means from 3788 until 3828, those 40 years, it never worked out. Loya Gorolom, it never came out in the right hand. In other words, Shimon Atzadik had always worked. Then after Shimon Tzadik, the next 40 years, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't work. The last 40 years before the Chorban didn't work at all. Never turned the, the uh, crimson tongue, never turned white. And the, the western lamp never, uh, never uh, stayed lit and, and, and from, from during 20, for the 24 hours from the time that they uh, dressed it once till they dressed it the second time. And the doors of the Hechel opened up on their own. It sounds like, oh, that's a miraculous thing. No, because that, so to speak, invited the Goyim to come in to destroy it. Adshagor ben Yochem Zaki. Yochem Zaki, who lived at that time, he was angry at them. Amrlo, he said to the, to the doors of the Hechel, 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 why are you, you know, predicting your own death? Why are you... Uh, Setting the alarm and and, and uh, taking part in this and saying you know like you're you're bring, you're saying like to the Chorban, bring it on yo Danny I know that you should suffer I know you're going to be destroyed his name wasn't really it was really Zacharia Ben Brachia Benido Ido was his grandfather but sometimes it calls it by the grandfather's name Zacharia already predicted about you he gave he prophesied he said Psach Levon and Levanon, as we'll see, is a uh, Lebanon is a lotion of for, for the base of Migdash. Uh, open your doors, and let the fire come in and consume your cedars. In other words, 
Uh, we already know that you're you're going to destroy. There's no reason for you to you know to emphasize it more by opening your doors automatically. Why was the base image called Lebanon? Because it whitened the sins through the korbanos. So we bring in the base migdash, our sins become whitened and we, they become atoned for. Um, Rav Zutra Bartuvia, Rav Zutra Bartuvia says the following. Why is the base Mikdash also called a forest? Base Yar It's called the house of the forest of Lebanon. Just like a yar, just like a forest, sprouts all kinds of growths and fruits and vegetables. Base Mikdash also sprouts forth. When Shalom built the base Mikdash, he planted up. He planted all kinds of golden fruits. In other words, good fruits. He planted all very much. and they. <clears throat> they uh, uh, good good fruits uh, sprouted forth all every in, in each in each proper season. Keeping plan. Once the wind uh, took hold of these fruits and sort of uh, blew at them, the pears would fall off. In other words, and they were turned right, ready to fall off. The wind would come and and uh, blow against them. And uh, and knock them down to the ground. They would pass of all It says Yerush Kalvan Imperio. Its fruit will rustle like Lebanon, right? That's how the Kohen actually earned money off of that. That contributed to their own to their personal income. Uh, they would, that's what they did with these fruits that were that were that Shlomo had planted there. That's the idea that the you know, just like a, a forest sprouts forth, the basement also sprouted forth fruits. Once the Goyim came in and destroyed the Heichel and took things over, Yavshu, everything withered, everything dried up, Shnemar, the flower of the Levanon, of the Beis Mingdash, will wither and will, will, uh, will rot. Hashem will eventually return it to us in, in its glory, Shnemar, Parach, Tifrach, you will certainly uh, blossom forth, Betogel, and rejoice, Afkilis Rana, and rejoicing and singing, the honor of the Lebanon will return, will be given to her once again. So again, let's go back to the coin Gadol. He put the two lots on the two Si'irim. If it turned out, in his, according to our mission, if it turns on his right hand, so Lashem, so he put the right one on Lashem. If it turned out in his left hand, he put the left one on, he put the lot on the on the left uh, side, on the, on the Si'ir, on the goat on his left side. Tonar Bonan. Esr Pamaska Koingalos Hashem. The Koingalos mentioned Hashem's name, the Shem of Mephorosh, ten times. Uh, ten times. Bobiyom, uh, that day, that day of Yom Kippur. Gimel Bavidi Rishim, three in the first Vidui, because as we'll see tomorrow, we'll talk about the, very, the, the, the explicitly all the order, but the, the Vidui Rishim that we already mentioned back on uh, Lamed Hamad base, when he came to his power, Hayomed Ben Ulam Mazbeach, Rosh Ladarum, etc. And it says he did smicha umisvada. He did the first one on this on the par while the par was still alive. And the kachayomer, what did he say? On Hashem chatasev visi pashati. According to the way the Gemara came out that order, but he said Hashem lefenachaniu beisi. On Hashem a second time he said he said Hashem's name first, and then he said kapnul avos laavos etc. And then he said as it says in you in Moshe's Torah, Torah's Moshe kiyomze yechaper alechem fnei Hashem again. Each time he so he said Hashem three times at that first vidui. Three times, as we'll see by the second vidui after the shechita, gimel bevidu rishon, shlosha bevidu sheni, v'shlosha besamishachin. Said three times Hashem's name at the samishleich va'achad begoralos. As we said in our mishnah, today's mishnah, chatos l'ashem. So he said Hashem's name uh, ten times. V'kvar Omar Hashem 
Sometimes it happened when he said Hashem's name, Nishim Kol you could hear it all the way. When he yelled out Hashem's name, and you, you could hear it all the way in Yericho. How far away was that from the base of Megish? Amrab Barachan, Amri Shalayim, Yericho, Eser Batsos, 10 pairs, that's a long distance. That's a long distance. That's like, you know, 35, 40 miles, and you could hear his voice there. Not only that, you could hear the turning hinges of the doors of the Heichal when they opened and closed, you can hear them eight chumen away. A tum Shabbos is 2,000 amas, so you could hear it 16,000 amas away. It's also a very long distance. Izam Shabaricho, again, we're talking about how things far away could be heard or could be smelled or whatever. So the, the, uh, the goats in Yericho, which burned in the, smoked in the Beis Hamikdash, uh, that smoke, even though the smoke went up, but the, the smell went all over, and the, and the goats uh, in Yericho would sneeze from that smell. Similarly, Nashim Shubricho, the women there, and in Srikhlis Basim, they didn't have to put on perfume, Rech Nosiktoris gave them a smell. Again, uh, you know, this goes, I nothing, first of all, it's, in, it's unavoidable. It's also once uh, there's no Me'ila, once uh, the Avoda was done, once the Torah was smoked, there's no Me'ila, as we've said, because you know, you, then you're not moil on anything once its job was done. So there's, no, and there's also, we had a machlokus whether you're moil in smell by smelling something. So here, according to all those reasons, uh, it's unavoidable. Uh, the job was done already, and uh, maybe there's no uh, mila in, uh, in smelling. Kala, similarly, Kalish Rishalayim, a Kala in Rishalayim, which is very close to Beis Megdush, Ein Srichlis Kasha also didn't have to put on perfume, Marech Hektoris, because Hektoris uh, made her smell well. Omar, Omar, the Gears says, not Omar Biosi Ben Digloy, but then the Gears also remember the Ben Digloy. Izum Hayalabi says, my father had goats, Bahari Mechmer, in that place. They also sneezed just from the smell of the Torah. Omar Abchia Barabin, Omar Abishu Ben Karcha, Sachli Zakanachan, an elder told me, Pamach Sachli Lashia went to Shiloh, Barachti Reach Torah Ben Kosle. This is hundreds of years later, they were able to smell the smell of the Torah in the walls of Shiloh. Because the smell, when the, when the Mishkan was in Shiloh, and they did the Avodah there, the Ketoros also went into the wall, so to speak, of the city, and they were able to smell that. Amr Avyanai. Now we're going to get back to a, a real halacha, you know, halacha of the Goro. So we said the Kohen Gadol, something like our mission, that he picked up in two hands, he did the Goro, put one on the right, which the right hand lot he put on the right hand animal, left one on that one, and so on, and therefore the, and they continue the process, as we'll see. Is that ma'akav? Is that lottery? Is it absolutely necessary? Or if you didn't do it, not so bad. It's a mitzvah, but if you didn't do it, it's still yos. Omar Vaz, Ravani says like this. Aliyah's girl, Matal Kalbi Makebis. It's indispensable. You have, to, you have to draw the lottery. You have to draw the lots out. That's my, if you didn't do the lots out, that's part of the avoda. You can't, uh, you can't avoid it. If you didn't do it, uh, uh, it's, it's, he says, Leos it's, 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 one of the Avodas is bringing a carbon to Hashem, bringing that inside the base of Megdosh, the other one bringing the Zazel, and you have to do the lottery. Without the lottery, you can't do it. So therefore, it's Ma'akev. If you didn't do the lottery, it's indispensable, and the Avodah is no good. You have to start all over again. Hanochein Kavis, but placing the lot, each lot, on that individual animal, that's not Ma'akev. Because once he picks it up in his right hand, he drew the lottery in his right hand, and the other one in his left hand, okay, that determined the right, an- the right lottery on the, the right lot on the right animal and the, and the, uh, and the left one on the left one. So uh, that's it. But if he didn't actually put it on the animal... Says Rabbiani, that's not Makav. Rabbi Yochanan, Afalia ain't Makav. He also knows even, even the lottery itself is not Makav. So, so how do you determine? The coin could just say, okay, you know what? 
This one's Lashem, uh, this one's Lazazel. That's good enough. That's what, that's what Rabbi Yochanan says. Afli Mash Rashi says, halfway down on the page, You didn't do the mitzvah properly, but it's not Akim. So this is an important machlokas here. Rabbi says that the, the, drawing the lottery itself is Ma'akim. Rabbi Yochanan says it's not. So now, but this, this machlokas itself is dependent on the machlokas. Why? Rabiura holds that anything done in the Kohen's white garments, and the Kohen's, the garments that are designated specifically for Yom Kippur, outside, not inside the Kacha Kachim, that's not Ma'akiv. This is also not Ma'akiv. Where is he doing this? He's doing it out. He's not even in the Hechel. Rashi says that Dvarim, uh, according to um, uh, so, Rab Nechemia, there's Machlokz from Yudah and Nechemia. Rabbi Yehuda says, what Rabbi Yehuda says that anything done, anything done on the outside, outside of the Kodshe Kodashim, right? He says, Bain Bifnim Kagon Lifnai Vlifnim Bain Bachutz can go Bainchal Bazar Ma'akiv, right? Ma'akiv. Why? Because the Pusik says Chuka, and therefore it has to be done that way. Rabbi says, No. Loksivach on Bidvar Menasim, you love him the Vifnim, only on the Kutche Kutchim. Then it's got to, you have to follow that order. You can't change the order. You can't vary from the Avod itself. So Rabbi Yudas says, according to Rabbi Yudas says, Dvar Menasim, they love Machutz outside. Outside means even outside the Kotche Kotchim, meaning even inside the Heichal, outside the Kotche Kotchim. And this, the Hagrola, is done outside of the Heichal entirely, as you saw from the, from the illustrations. He's outside the Azor, he's outside, he's in the Azara, outside the Heichal. So according to Rabbi says, Dvar Menasim, Machutz is not Ma'akiv. So according to Rabbi it's not Ma'akiv at all. Even, not just uh, Rabbi Yochanan, who says, that the lottery is not makiv. Even Rav Yana would say, according to Rav Nehud, it's not makiv. Keep legal with Rav Nehemiah. According to Rav Nehemiah, he says, no. Uh, Rav Nehemiah said that, uh, anything done in the white garments, whether it's inside or outside, uh, everything is makiv if it's in the white garments. So that's the makhluk, Rav Nehemiah. Okay, that's Rav Yana. Rav Yana says that the drawing of the lottery is makiv. That's, that's uh, why he goes like Rav Nehemiah. That that's an avoda. Umando melomak once says makva hani mili avoda grol avoda. He says, you know what? Where's Rav Nachemi say that any avoda done inside or outside in the white garments is ma'akiv is indispensable? That's only it's an avoda, but hagrol is not an avoda. An avoda is shechting the animal, right, or even removing the coals. That's part of the service, but the hagrolah is not really an avoda. That's what that's what uh, Rabbi Yochan will say. Rabbi Yochan will say. Even according to Nehemiah, according to Yuda, who says anything done big little above and outside of Kachikach is not Makav. Everybody says it's not Makav. The, the lottery is not Makav at all. But according to Nehemiah, that's the Machlokas. That's the first way to learn. Economy, some say no. Right? No. Even Rabbi Yochanan, who says the Aliyah, no, 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 no. According to Nehemiah, Everybody agrees that it's Ma'akiv. Not like we want to say. And the first Lashon was, even according to Nehemiah, this is not an Avodah. No. According to Nehemiah, everybody agrees that the drawing of the lottery is Ma'akiv. No, it's the drawing. Not the placing, but the drawing of the lottery. The Machlok is according to Rabbi Yudah. 
Who's that? Rabbi Yochanan, who says that the Ali is not Makav, goes like Rabbi That's like Rabbi Yudah's sheet. The Machlokah says, according to Rabbi Yudah, according to Mechemi, it's Makav, according to Rabbi Yudah, it's not. He says, going to Rabbi, when he says it's not Makav, that's according to Rabbi Yudah. Umadah what about Rabbi Yanai, who says the Ali is Makav, and can't be according to Mechemi, according to Mechemi, everybody says it's Makav. Why would Rabbi Yudah say over here that it is Makav? Shiny Hacha, the Tanabei Kra. Over here it's different. Why? Because the Pusik repeated, itse- repeated itself. Asher Allah, Asher Allah. In other words, twice in Perak Tazayin, in talking about the uh, Perak Tazayin in Vayikra, when it talks about the Avoda of the, uh, the Hagra Allah, it says, mm-hmm. The one that the lottery showed to be. Not all the love that you placed it on there. Everybody says it doesn't have to be the Hanocha. Putting the lot itself on the animal is not Ma'akib. But it says in Pasuk Tesvihikr, that the lottery, so to speak, showed to be the one Lashem. Make that into a Chathas. That's Pasuk Tes. And Pasuk Yud repeats it. The Hasoy Asher Allah, Allah, Hagorah La'azazel. Doesn't repeat there, we're talking about the Gor Lazazel, but it says again, I share Allah love. In talking about the lottery, it says the lottery that went on this one and the lottery that went on that one. So the word lottery is repeated. You know, that lottery is repeated. And we have a call in Kachim that Shanal of Akasav Laakiv, last two lines in Rashi on the page, Shere Shanal of Akasav when the Pasuk repeats it, that makes it indispensable. Umikri Yaseira Nafgoliku, but the extra Pasuk tells us that it's indispensable. We have a rule in Kachim. If it says it once, that's the mitzvah. It's the proper thing to do, but it's not indispensable. If it says it twice, it's, it's indispensable. So Rabbi Yudu, who normally says that anything done with white begotim outside the kachim kachim is not ma'akiv, that avod is not ma'akiv, if you change the order or you varied it in any way, is not ma'akiv. If it was done outside, outside the kachim kachim in the white garment, it's not ma'akiv. But over here, the hagrola is ma'akiv according to this idea. Why? Because the Pasuk repeated the lottery. Lottery, lottery. It says, Asher Allah, Asher Allah, Trezimni. Mesvei. We have a kasha now. So we have two ways to learn. Again, everybody agrees, though, that the placing of on the animal is not ma'akiv. Rabbi Yanai says that the Aliyah Skorol is ma'akiv. Rabbi Yochman says it's not. And we have two different opinions in the Gemara. Are they arguing in Rabbi Yehuda? Or are they arguing in Rabbi Nechemi? According to the first opinion, everybody agrees that Rabbi Yehuda would say it's not Ma'akiv. Machlokas is according to Rabbi Nechemi. And Rabbi, ya- and Rabbi Yochan would say even according to Rabbi Nechemi, it's not Ma'akiv because this is not an Avodah. In the second opinion, the Ikidami, everybody agrees that according to Rabbi Nechemi, it is Ma'akiv. Machlokas is according to Rabbi Yehuda. Do you say, like Rabbi, ya- Rabbi Yochan says, well, Rabbi Yehuda says it's not Ma'akiv. Rabbi Yehuda says it is Ma'akiv because the Apostle repeats it. Mesve. Mitzvah lahagrol. It's a mitzvah to do that grola. Vim lohagul kosher. Okay, if you didn't do it, it's kosher. So bishlam lahachnis shedamer alibit arbiro koyamelo pligid lamakva. According to the first lashon, who said what? The first lashon who said, according to everybody agrees it's not makav. So this goes like arbiuda. El lahachnis shedamer pligid. But according to the second lashon, who said there's no machlokas according to mechemia. According to mechemia, certainly is makav. The only machlokas is according to arbiuda. El lahachnis shedamer pligid. Bishlam lemaan damer lo makva. If you say what, like arbiuchon, that it's not makav. So money goes like arbiuda. According to Rav Yanai, who says that it is Ma'akav, even according to Rabbi Yehuda. Why? Because the Pasuk repeats it. So how many, who does this go like? Both Rav Nechemia and Rabbi Yehuda would say that it is Ma'akav. So how could this price say, Mitzvah Lagrim, Lo Yegul Kosher? How many would go like? And Tani Mitzvah Don't say it's a Mitzvah Lahagrul, Vim Lo Yegul Kosher, right? Because we're not talking about Agrola, because according to everybody, Hagrola is Ma'akav, according to the second law shown, uh, according to the second law shown um, in Rav Yanai, right? The way Rav Yanai we learn, or according to Rav Yudah, 
It's ma'akav. So how can you say im lo kosher? The answer is learn not that it's higril, but rather it's putting it down. Putting it down, everybody's motive is not ma'akav. Elaman ma'akvah money. Tani mitzvah, the mitzvah is, and has learned that the price says mitzvah laniach. The mitzvah is to put it, to put the lottery, to put the lots down on the animal. But if he didn't, it's okay. But the agrol itself, according to Rav Nech, would be ma'akiv. More about this tomorrow as we continue this discussion from the Toshma Bezrat Hashem tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. And again, we said that we want to wish, uh, uh, we didn't say it before, we want to wish uh, Naftali Ben Yehuda, Kurt, our good chavar, who's been learning with us for many years, a big happy birthday today, a special milestone, a big birthday for him. And again, we learned for uh, a refuah shleimah for Yosef Azriel, Ben uh, Chaya Michal. And uh, again, we learned for Elias Neshama, for uh, Baruch Tzvi, Ben Harab, uh, Ephraim Zalman, Halevi, Eisenberg, whose first yard site is today. Call to have a good day, everybody. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Many, many more.